Hello, and welcome to CART, a podcast about coffee and related topics. My name is Joseph Jenkins, owner of Sustain Coffee Company, a business that I, along with other knowledgeable coffee geeks, baristas, and coffee shop hosts, use to teach people about coffee in interactive and highly discussional methods. But moreover, I am a coffee drinker, maker, and educator, and I really enjoy people. This podcast was inspired by the many discussion starters that happened during monthly Coffee 101 classes. My desire is to answer those questions in a more extensive manner. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Episode 14, Cappuccino versus Latte. Listener question. This week's episode will be brief as the sustained team is in preparation for something quite fun. Don't forget to keep your eyes peeled for some exciting and upcoming changes. We will be jumping straight into our topic today, and I have decided to cut the what you drinking segment. But in case you're curious, I am enjoying a white silver needle tea from Rishi. Nonetheless, I am excited for this episode because we have a listener question. Our question comes from a friend by the name of Jonathan Amato, and the question reads as this. Hey man, I have some barista questions that maybe you can shed some light on. Having worked at Starbucks for like three years, I only know cappuccinos as being exactly like a latte, except foamier. In specialty coffee though, I've heard a mixed response. Do you have an answer to that? I think to answer this question, one must approach it with direct addresses and responses to at least three things. And that is this. Standards of steaming generation gaps and subjectivity and taste, and finally, drink definitions on a global level. Firstly, we have standards of steaming, a possible large reason that one might see the initial mixed response from a specialty coffee community is due to varying degrees of training. Most specialty shops want latte art for service reasons, and most good latte art stems from a strong foundation found in milk texture. This being said, it is scientific fact that there are specific targeted ranges of temperatures that are aimed for. Steaming milk is a complex process under the surface. Milk, dairy that is, is comprised of lactose, protein, and sugars. When steaming properly, the goal is to balance the amount of air and heat that is introduced in order to achieve a taste that is the best of all three of these primary elements. Hence, if there is a lack of balance, say steamed too hot, then the lactose will become similar to scorching hot cheese pizza that is too hot to enjoy, along with the sugars becoming too caramelized and actually losing sweetness. Similar rules apply to non-dairy milks as well. Then, in theory, every coffee beverage that contains milk would be aimed to be steamed at precisely the same temperature, one that is balanced. The easy disillusion that may occur is that both U.S. marketing companies confuse consumers while also being that a cappuccino by U.S. definition has less milk and thus is more foamy because the ratio of espresso to milk 
is lower than that of a latte. Secondly is generation gaps and subjectivity in taste. I have personally noticed that older generations tend to hold on to the stark contrast of a cappuccino versus a latte. And this is nothing they have done intentionally, but have done so perhaps due to a full basis of knowledge. Say to my grandfather, he may actually prefer his coffee to nearly burn his mouth, but perhaps his mouth has become accustomed to high levels of heat in his beverages. So what is hot to me may not be hot to him. Thus, he orders a cappuccino based on this preconceived idea that it has been planted in his mind that it will be foamier and therefore hotter. This specific example could use a good deal of research to determine its validity, yet it is still a good starting point. Lastly, we have drink definitions at a global level. It is important to observe other countries and their definitions of beverages, as coffee is a global product that has cultural differences and nuances, contingent on where one resides. While I cannot speak directly for other countries since I have spent zero time outside of the U.S., I would encourage you and all of us to study up on different cafes, coffee shop professionals, and even down to menus at a global level. That is the only way, I believe, to fully understand what defines a beverage name. While it would be ideal for all cafe menus to develop a standard that exists across every cafe in the world, that is simply not reasonable culturally. Besides, this is what makes coffee such a unique and diverse industry. Creativity and expression exist even down to the details of drink definition and steaming milk. If you want to know more details on each of these three concepts that we briefly covered today, please let us know. Again, do not forget to keep your eyes peeled for some fun and upcoming changes. Thank you for listening to episode 14. And thank you, Jonathan Amato, for the great question. Would you like to be featured on the show? You can. When you visit anchor.fm forward slash 901 cart, you can submit a voice message. Or, like Jonathan did, reach out directly. You can submit corrections, questions, and discussion starters by simply emailing us at 901sustaincoffee at gmail.com. Please. As always, do not hesitate to let your thoughts be heard. Until next time.